Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm your show host, Debbie Gardner McCullough, DG McCullough. I'm a narrative coach and a communications coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. In each episode, we unpack communications tips and strategies, and we interview interesting individuals from all around the world who found the gift, the opportunity, and even some knowledge from life's inevitable challenges. This week, I'm bringing into the Sage Sayers, Godswill Malanga. He's a finance and accounting whiz who's worked in the States and abroad across most industries. Godswill's worked in public accounting for the best of the best, including Ernst & Young, where he served banking, life sciences, mining, and financial service clients for 10 years. So how do I know Godswill? Well, our paths crossed through his MBA studies with the Keenan Flagler Business School, where Godswell studied, studied, among other things, corporate communications. And that was a course that I taught. So I brought Godswell to the Sage Sayers today, not only for a reunion, but also to hear of some of the insights that he's learned from his vantage point, communicating finance and accounting to diverse audiences in ways where they may truly listen. Godswill's also got a unique story to share about his immigrant journey here to the States from Zimbabwe. And Godswill, welcome to the Sage Sayers. It's so lovely having you here. Thank you, DJ. Uh, thank you for having me around. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's such a pleasure to, 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 to join you. Yeah. Oh, really great. And thank you for saying yes. I know I kind of sprung it on you, but I was really delighted that you said yes. So Godswell, I, I'm thinking back of our time. It's been a few years now, but I know threads about you and your life from our time together at Kenan Flagler. And I especially remember through that course and just the storytelling, your sharing of your early starts. And I wondered with such a vast background working with numbers, what around you first of all, inspired you to leave your motherland of Zimbabwe for your travels and B, to pursue a career in finance? Yeah, so uh, so my wife packed bags or bags and decided, hey, you know what? If you're not taking this opportunity, I'm going to leave. <laughs> That's the just a joke. <laughs> That's just a joke. Yeah, so uh, pretty much... Uh, oh. what- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. It sounds like you. Yeah. So uh, one of the one of the main main reasons why uh, I would I decided to move uh, uh, you know abroad from 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 Zimbabwe, which is which is which was a a big decision, by the way, because uh, you know all all of my family is still uh, back back home. Uh, you know, my my mom is still back back in Zimbabwe, and my other siblings are still back back home. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the biggest uh, pointers or, or one of the uh, considerations which I made was around the fact that, uh, you know, in Zimbabwe, we're going through a tough economic uh, times uh, back then uh, and is still going through uh, tough economic times. And, and, and for, 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 for me to continue to, you know, uh, learn and grow myself uh, in such an environment, uh, it was just becoming harder. Uh, and harder, uh, you know, where every time you're always thinking about the bread and butter issues, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to be uh, a, a broader global thinker 
uh, and and to grow your, your yourself in a, in a in a situation where every time you're just thinking, okay, what, what am I gonna eat? How am I gonna uh, pay for my bills? Um, and is there going to be electricity today? Is there going to be water today? So, uh, you know, the package of all those things uh, made 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 me and my wife. Uh, better half <laughs> uh you know decide uh, to 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 leave our motherland and uh, and and move across the the the, the, the big pool and into the into the US uh, so yeah so in terms that just reminded me it's it's so true and it's the same for my immigrant story it was a feeling of um not to the extent that you described but a, a lack of just a feeling of lack of opportunity I, I knew if I stayed, I just in New Zealand, I just couldn't. I couldn't support myself. Yeah, so to to a greater extent, uh, that, that 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 was one, and then and then also, you know, uh, part of my decision also considered consider was was in consideration of of my my wife, who's also a finance professional like myself. Uh, you know, I, I could have had some of the opportunities, but you know, not. Because, but mainly because I had more experience, more number of years of experience, not not to the same level uh, to which you would have had the same opportunities. So uh, the, the 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 different environment in the US uh, definitely offered her much more and and much greater opportunities compared to to back home. Um, and then uh, secondly, in terms of uh, why I chose I chose finance. Uh, funny enough, uh, one of the one of my strongest areas when I was uh, in, in in school in high school was uh, I, I was I was I was pretty much better uh, in in the in the area of uh, uh, English language, uh, English composition, literature, uh, and uh, I, I I had I had a vision of myself as a journalist. Uh, and... Really, I didn't know that. God's <laughs> That's so cool. But numbers uh, called. How did they call? Sorry, but numbers called you. Over oh, yeah, the... and then uh, so it it pretty much happened by design. Um, I would say because at 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 our high school, there's uh, the, the, those opportunities to either do the arts uh, or or the the business or finance or or the science 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 type language uh, uh, subjects, and uh, I I when 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 my uh, all level results, which are which are you know the sort of entry level results to 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 to, to that uh, le- level of uh, of education, um, uh, they they were more aligned towards the finance, uh, and 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 I decided okay. Although I'm, I've got a big strength or stronger strength in uh, in, in 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 the art side. Uh, I can I can use my arts um, strength uh, in the financial world uh, still because, like as, as as you mentioned earlier, you know uh, the the process of communication uh, and 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 the process of uh, making sure you know that that that, that communication reaches the, the audience in the right way uh, is still. Critically important in the fin- in the finance world, uh, and 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 if you may have a good mix uh, of those two, you're definitely uh, coming out stronger. So I then decided, okay, uh, you know, I can still use this, which is a talent, 
um, and, 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 and mix it with, uh, you know, learning more about the numbers and, 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 and make it to good use. Beautiful. So that's how I find myself in the finance world. Beautiful. And I wondered, you know, looking back at any big crossroads in our life, there's usually a moment when it was clear to you that you needed to leave your motherland and come to the States with your wife to pursue these careers in finance. You mentioned there was just a huge financial instability. Can you remember the exact moment when you saw that this hardship created a gift here and the gift was we should go? Uh, so, so, so for me, coming to the U.S. was actually an opportunity that came up at EY. Uh, so I'd, I'd actually spent some time uh, having gone on short-term rotations to other, to other countries. I'd gone to Botswana on a six-month rotation, and then I'd gone to, to, the, to London uh, as well on a three-month uh, rota- rotation as well. And then, uh, uh, then, then opportunities came up for like two-year, two-year long, longer-term rotations to the U.S., uh, and, and that, that's, the, that's the point at which, uh, you know, like I was joking that my wife picked, Packed her bags uh, and said, "You know what? If you <laughs> if you are not taking this opportunity, uh, then uh, you know I'm leaving. Uh, this is too hard." <laughs> so at that point, at that point, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, um, I, I had I had to make to make the decision either you know uh, uh, what's what's good for both both of us, as in me and my wife, uh, mm-hmm. or what's good for me, uh, you know. To the selfish me when it came because I was, I was in a good career projectile uh, in Zimbabwe with an EY in Zimbabwe, but uh, as a family, it wasn't it wasn't a, a great setup. Great, and looking back at your time growing up in Africa, I wondered who who looking back helped you the most take this bold step to come to the states and seize the day. Uh, there's, there's, there's quite, quite, quite a number of people who sort of, uh, inspired me as I was, as I was sort of growing, uh, as a, as a finance professional. Uh, first of all, they were the audit partners I worked with, uh, uh, while it's, you know, developing up. Uh, there was, uh, audit partners, uh, uh, Blair Galloway and Mike Harvey. Uh, those were the audit partners where, when I joined EY, uh, straight from uh, college, who took me up, uh, you know, uh, led me led me through you know training and, uh, and, and, and 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 developing me as a professional. So uh, when the and, and and one of the things they always uh, you know uh, uh, inspired in me was uh, looking out for opportunities to continue branding myself, uh, uh, growing myself as a professional, uh, and 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 and. and 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 taking taking advantage of the opportunities that were being presented within the the EY global firm and 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 part of the motivation which they had done for me was uh, for example like I mentioned taking up those short term rotations to Botswana and to London uh, so they that that those messages that uh, they taught me um, you know while it's growing up and and, and developing as a professional continued uh, to inspire me uh, even when this opportunity to come to the US came up uh, and and all i had was okay there's an opportunity to continue to grow to continue to to develop my brand 
Beautiful. And I know what my first days were. I'm going off script here. Sorry. But I know what my <laughs> first right. days were coming to the States as an immigrant by myself um, in 1996. I wondered what were, what were the biggest challenges that you and your wife faced in the, those transitioning weeks when you first came to this country? Everything is big in the U.S., Everything's bigger than the US, right? <laughs> Do you remember your first warm-up? Is it going my, to my the first, my first dinner in the US? I was like, is this for me or is this for both of us? Oh. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then my wife's plate came as well. And we were wondering, okay, so we're supposed to finish this. Uh and then uh, the drinks came and it was this huge, humongous cup. And then I was told, hey, you can go and refill anytime you want. Oh my goodness. So, and the portions are huge. What else do you know? What else was a transition? Yeah. So I, I mean the biggest one of the one of the biggest transitions uh, as well uh was uh, uh the fact the fact that you know when we came uh to to the US uh First day arriving in the U.S., there was no one at the airport waiting for us. <laughs> um, uh, we 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 got in, received an email that sort of pretty much just gave us instructions of what to do um, uh, when when we go to the U.S. And uh, uh, it it was such a sort of a shock for us because we thought I'd been to the London office, and when I went to the London office, you know there was someone waiting for me with my name uh, went in and the person is the one who took me, dropped me off at the uh, sort of the, the rented, rented uh, area, area that wasn't there in the U S. Uh, so the U S sort of almost <laughs> uh, uh, teaches you to be, in the, to be independent uh, at that, you know, from at, at each point. And, and, and that was, that was, that, that was a shock for us because we thought, uh, okay, we'll find someone who'll sort of, uh, you know, at least at least be with us uh, within uh, our first hours uh, of being of being in the U.S. Um, and then uh, uh, when 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 we sort of started to at least uh, uh, go to the office, uh, we found that uh, it wasn't as difficult. Uh, because there was the way they, they had prepared uh, uh, peers to sort of make sure that you know we are uh, under you know to to to, to walk us through the the, the, the culture differences and um, uh, some some other areas to learn uh, about about the U.S. Uh, one of the significant significant uh, ones as well was uh, uh, in addition in addition to to to, to, to those peers uh, that he linked us to uh, was was as well uh, trying to find uh, help us find people uh, who had moved uh, you know done the same move as us uh, who we could talk talk with uh, or discuss with uh, with for you know with regards to any challenges that were that were that we were meeting as we as we were transitioning into the US um, so it's it's the it's that culture change that's most difficult to to transition into um, uh, so 
one of the things which uh, I keep on uh, remembering uh, is the fact that uh, you know in 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 Zimbabwe generally uh, we are sort of humble uh, or we present ourselves as humble, and yeah. and 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 it becomes very very difficult when you're in the uh, uh, business setup in the U.S. where uh, you know you have to 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 be seen to be confident uh, and and almost to an extent of being aggressive um, with with regards to anything that you are that that you're doing. Uh, so it's it's it was that part that was most difficult for me because uh, you know it's easy for someone to teach you about okay where to go to. Um, um, the, where, where to buy stuff, uh, where to eat, uh, where to get items you like. It's easy mm-hmm. for someone, for a peer, to, 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 to teach you or to uh, walk you through all, the, all those items. But it's very difficult to transition in terms of your culture uh, and you, what you call your norms. Yeah. <laughs> because that, those are things you grew up you grew up with and you and I had been already in a business sort of setting in Zimbabwe and uh I was comfortable in 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 in, in those norms of you know presenting in a presenting myself in a, almost a humble way and not and not coming out as overly aggressive overly confident you know uh, the How way cuz that is a nuance godswell how did you maintain the business cultural norms of asserting your strengths and not bragging, but asserting yourself and your strengths and then maintaining the norms of your motherland? Yeah, I would say, I'd say it's, it's hard. It is hard. <laughs> I haven't figured it out fully yet, but I know, I know. It's same with New Zealand. New Zealand also is more, there's more um, discouraging of, a culture that I would say the culture that at least when I grew up in New Zealand was very discouraging, A, of talking about work in the first place mm-hmm. <laughs> and B, promoting yourself. You know, it, sharing your successes was considered self-promotional. But, yep. mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, as a communications coach, that's one of the things I get asked for the most. Like how do I, how do I show versus tell what I've done in a way where I can be specific, but also how do I tie it to the company successes and then the industry successes, make it contextual. But then mm-hmm. those of us who learned from wherever we grew up that it's showy to talk about your successes, <laughs> it's, it's how do you find, find that middle ground, right? Owning it is sort of uh, uh, not encouraged. Uh, back home because it's you, you, you're sort of being coming out as though you're showy uh, you're and, and pompous of and pompous and all that. Uh, but uh, in the U.S. language, um, owning it is actually considered as part of you know branding yourself yeah. and actually showing your achievements uh, is, is 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 a big part of how you progress in the in the in, in the business world in the US mm-hmm. if you can't if you can't one show your achievements yeah two, um, <laughs> uh, I would say if you if you if you cannot uh, you know over elaborate around your achievements uh, it, it's 
it's hard for you for you to continue to sort of you know progress uh, so so one of the things which uh, i have uh, i have seen is that it's very important to have first of all mentors um, that that will walk 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 with you through uh, those those challenges <laughs> so i had i i i i had a, a good mentor while this stuff i was still was still with ey uh, we sort of would identify those areas and, and 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 let me know that okay you know what you you need you need to make sure you have an executive presence and i always ask myself what does he mean and and one of the things that that he meant was the fact that i wasn't presenting myself in the us way uh, I, I wasn't talking about my achievements uh, loud enough. <laughs> I always felt like, okay, my achievements talk, you know, they 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 they, 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 they speak words of their own because you know it's in black and white. I've done the, I've done uh, IPOs, I've uh, uh, worked on Goodwill, worked on all these uh, fascinating projects, and I thought, you know, th- th- those. Those will speak speak on their own uh, for 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 branding me and for for me continuing to 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 grow in my career. But no, nah, uh, that's that's not that's not how it works. <laughs> I have to uh, project that in my in all my messaging. I have to project that in my social media profiles, uh, my LinkedIn profiles. Um, you know, uh, everyone present I'm presented with an opportunity to talk myself about myself. I have to, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's it was like I was saying it's it's it was part of the mentoring uh, that worked for me uh, or that keeps on working for me. Having the mentor and also having a coach, uh, someone yeah. who's worked who's walked the walk, uh, you know, uh, identifying that you 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 need you need to correct that part it's 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 a hard very difficult transition but if you have someone who continues to consciously uh, and elaborately uh, identify those those gaps uh, eventually you <laughs> uh, you will co- at least consciously be be able to do it <laughs> yeah and i think i think the piece is, is to just maintain that authenticity piece Definitely, so share your achievements definitely. in a way that's authentic, but it's also audience-centered mm-hmm. and service of the audience. Um, tie it to contextual things as well. And I, I think that's part of it. But you're right, it, it, it is a dance, but you've clearly managed this dance because you've risen so far, you've done so well, and your work in finance accounting is astounding. And I, I wondered... Some as someone who's written on business for many years as a reporter, I know I know it's always hard to make numbers sound interesting to an audience that either has some interest but not too much, or they really have no clue. And I wondered when you're sharing when it comes to finance and accounting, what tips or techniques do you can you offer all business communicators in terms of ways to keep numbers interesting but also accessible manageable and compelling as well uh, that's <laughs> that's a very interesting interesting uh, uh, question if I, if 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 i had uh, the the right answer uh, for that i think i would be i'll probably be making millions of dollars uh, but i'll probably uh, unpackage what uh, i think 
uh, uh, has worked uh, for for me and and the organizations I've I've worked for. Uh, first of all, is to know is to know your audience. That's yeah. that's critically important uh, because different audiences um, require different uh, types of information and 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 the and the quality and quantity of what you present in terms of whether you need to go more quad- quantitative, uh, as in more of numbers, uh, and less qualitative, um, uh, or, or whether you need to go more qualitative and less numbers, depends entirely on the audience. Um, so one good example which I'll give is, uh, you know, if, if, if you're presenting, uh, for example, a press release, um, that that talk talks through uh, the company's uh, results and performance uh, for the past for the past quarter. Uh, you you already know that you're presenting to a diverse uh, type of audience. So so you need a good mix uh, in terms of not going too deeply on the numbers, um, but making sure you've got the right mix of talking about the numbers and then explaining the numbers qualitatively in a, in a, in a way that a, I'd say someone in the streets would be able to. Yeah. To a lay person. That. Yeah. A street person, someone on the streets. Yeah. So yeah. keep it lay person accessible. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we're presenting information to analysts uh, exclusively. Uh, and if you're presenting information to analysts exclusively, they already they, they already want to see the numbers. Mm-hmm. If you if you leave out something on the numbers, they will ask a question about it. Right. So you 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 need to be prepared uh, in terms of uh, as well the the, the 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 quantitative part, the numbers part, uh, and 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 as well. You know, have a right mix uh, with the qualitative part, but but you know the audience they love they love seeing the numbers. They want to see the numbers, and they want to see the numbers that make sense. <laughs> yeah, and I wondered what role, if any, and thank you for that. It's really helpful. I wondered what role, if anything, if any, does storytelling play when it comes to sharing numbers? Like, are you does it help to have a narrative? Like, how? Yeah. How so, does story take? So, yeah. so, so, so every time uh, you have a press release, or or, or I would say uh, the, the 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 financial statements, the ten k uh, of the company, that's that that should always be viewed as a uh, a marketing document. I know there is um, uh, probably restrictions on some of the marketing that you could do, and some of the language because there's regulatory requirements underlining. Uh, all those disclosures that you make, uh, but storytelling is very important because uh, you 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 are uh, marketing the company uh, to an audience uh, that that needs to understand uh, what you are saying, and then in in that aspect of understanding it, uh, also uh, be attracted to it. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so it's it's storytelling is very is very important. Well, now we're on storytelling. We're almost at the end of our interview. I have to share when you did your story in our <laughs> class, <laughs> it remained one of my favorites. Uh, the challenge 
of course, just as a reminder, was tell a compelling story with a situation, a challenge, and a results within one to two minutes with some kind of valuable life lesson that was for you that could also be of interest to the broader business community. You did a beautiful job, and you even used song in your capstone. Do you remember? So the capstone assignment was to pitch an audience, your classmates and me, on some kind of concept using an equal blend of emotional and logical appeal and to use some kind of captivating intro to hook your audience. (laughs) So you came into your pitch, which was fantastic, (laughs) on persuading your audience to consider Zimbabwe as a place to invest and or visit. And you started it with a song. (laughs) It was amazing. So tell us about your magic in both areas and what helped you feel calm, bold and experimental. And might you sing for us once more? <laughs> I don't know about singing, sing, the singing part. But one thing which I would say is, <laughs> you know, back home, um, I don't know if you've seen the videos uh, about uh, like Africa or Southern Africa, uh, might, you'll, you'll see that in any kind of event uh, that, that, that we go into, uh, singing and dancing and clapping, is usually part of uh, and parcel of that event, and is usually the one one of the <laughs> main parts of the events. And people just love singing. Oh. So uh, you know, if if I if I'm being authentic uh, as an African, I'll always include uh, singing <laughs> in one way or the other in my in my presentation uh, because we love we love to sing we love to dance and we <laughs> and and it's I would say it's part of our language it's yes. how it's how it's how we communicate uh, as 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 Africans so uh, definitely that was uh, one thing I thought about when. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know it was unique and I was emboldened because I was, I was being authentic. It was very authentic and your executive presence was very, very high. <laughs> and it, it's really interesting in these times, Godswell, where communicators are challenging, feeling so challenged. Like, how do I cut through the noise? How do I stand out? How do I be me in a noisy room? And I often think of your song and I'm like, you can start singing. <laughs> what a captivating hook. It was beautiful. So, so God's will, thank you so much for coming to the Sage Sayers today. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. I'm going to make sure that I hyperlink to your LinkedIn profile when I post the show to LinkedIn and to my website. And you've been listening to the Sage Sayers and I'm Debbie Gardner-McCullough calling in tonight from Wisconsin. If you'd like to book me for a a communications coaching session or to hear about my group and individual coaching services, check the show notes for my Calendly link and book me so we can have a chat. You'll also find my LinkedIn profile there and my website hangingrockcoaching.com. Thanks so much for listening and have a very Merry Christmas if I don't speak to you next week and I'll speak with you again soon. Bye-bye for now.